0: Welcome to another edition of Philly Four Court Press I'm your host, Big T. Will I got the producer extraordinaire, Mr. Nat Marlowe What's happening, Nat? T. Will, what's up? up? Oh, man, I just want to welcome all our new followers and friends to the show And uh, say welcome to all the ones that have been loyal and sticking with us since day one We appreciate y'all, you know, I just want to get that out there And we're thankful for this Thanksgiving season upon us Hey, Nat, real quick What's your Thanksgiving go to? Are we t- in terms of what? In terms of a
1: full-blown meal or a side? What are we talking here?
0: Let's talk about sides because I have put something up on the uh, timeline about sides.
1: Dude, stuffing.
0: My man, stuffing is king.
1: I love stuffing.
0: Stuffing is king. And if you're not in this area from the map that I put out on the timeline that I think you answered, stuffing ruled. So. I hope everyone has a a nice thing of stuffing on the uh, tables this year. And I also hope that Chris Heck has some stuffing, too, that he can stuff in his face for those comments he made. Huh, Nat?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. God. If you want 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 to talk talk about about classic foot-in-mouth moments, moments, look no no further than what Chris Heck had had to say about what what Philadelphians had to say about his – Alternate jersey design for the Philadelphia and, and, 76ers.
0: And that I understand why you're tongue-tied about it because it like came out of left field. I was disappointed. I was highly disappointed, especially coming from Chris Heck. Chris Heck is a guy that's very approachable. I've seen him at a number, numerous games. I was actually introduced to Chris Heck by uh, to from Scott O'Neill. Scott O'Neill introduced me to uh, Heck. And uh Chris Heck and I have a mutual friend. So Chris has always been a real, you know, straightforward guy and and easy to talk to. Never felt, you know, never saw anything like this coming. But you don't know somebody till you know somebody. And these comments felt like it was like a fraternity, like a frat boy thing, like we were in college. And, you know, you got the Trilanders and you got the Alphas and the Betas and everyone else. And, you know, he was speaking like it was only good for the upper class. You know, you got your pinky in the air. You got your nose up a little bit. You you know, you don't smoke a stogie. You smoke a cigar. It was kind of like that's how I took it initially. When I I had to read it like three times. I'll be honest with you. Because I was like, where's this coming from? You know, you want people, man. And and it's not even just people. It's it's mostly... These people get money, and all of a sudden they forget where they come from. Don't forget where you come from, and don't talk. You never talk down about the fans because we're gonna support the team whether y'all there or not.
1: If there's that's the part that sucks. If there's a prime example of not knowing your audience. The Chris Heck comments are the prime example of that. It's outrageous to me. Like, it's not the comments themselves that are bad. It's just the comments to the audience that he's trying to convey to. Because I think he's trying to get this message across to, one, old school Sixer fans. And, two, new Sixers fans or people who aren't potentially fans yet. Well, there's a huge problem with this. Yeah,
0: hold on one second. The, the problem is the old fans are kind of like the old school baseball fans, Philly fans. They don't want no change in the sport. They don't want the they, they want the uniforms to go back the way they were. Leave the game alone. They're the fans that are always going to support you night in and night out. These fair weather fans, the the new school fans, is going to only support you when they're doing good. And you got to be careful. It's a fine line that you guys that you got to walk.
1: And we got to make one thing clear here. It's not about the jersey design, right? It's not about the design.
0: It's not. It's not about the design at all. It's about the approach and how you approach things. And the approach was off. You don't want to approach. You don't want to approach the fans like that. Like you're going to get mixed reactions from the jersey design. I'll be honest with you. The jerseys look like the Denver Nugget jerseys. I I sent that out. They look like the Denver Nugget jerseys. That's not what I was expecting. I was expecting the old school AI City Edition jerseys. You could have just re-released those, tweaked the colors here and there, and been good with it. Or changed the Sixer part to filler. If you want to push the filler, put the filler where the Sixers was.
1: And he basically and called, called the, that a cop a cop out. He called it a cop, cop, out, essentially. cop out, essentially.
0: Right, Nat. Read read what he said.
1: So from the whole comment, this is regarding the boathouse row design on the jersey. The whole blue collar thing is meant to be positive. I hear it all the time, too. We actually don't use the term Philly because we think it's lazy and undersells the city. And sometimes I think blue collar does the same thing. We refer to as New Philadelphia. Blue collar is important for the city, but it's not the only component. New Philadelphia is about the arts, culture, education, diversity. We like that narrative more than the blue collar hockey thing, which isn't a slight on it, but we think we're more than blue collar.
0: That's a slight. You think it's not, but it is. And you taking, you taking shots at the hockey team. Where y'all play at? Not even y'all building. That's the Flyers building. Swinging
2: this.
1: It's like it's like that saying. No offense, no but offense, well, when you say no offense, you might as well just say take offense to this.
0: Basically, you might as well just say I'm going to I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and whether you like it or not, I'd have more respect for that. But those comments right there, man, blue collar is something to be proud of. You work hard for what you got. You know, your, your mom, dad, yourself. All blue-collar represented.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people say it's a status thing. Well, it's a mentality thing, I believe. I think Chris Heck sees it as a status when really we should see it as a mentality. And Philadelphia is blue-collar mentality. Are there white-collar people here? Yeah, absolutely. But primarily, Philadelphia is a blue-collar city. And he completely misread the audience.
0: Sitting in his penthouse suite. He ignored it by sitting in the high-risers looking out into the city ordering his fancy lunches, going, you know, unbuttoning the, the top white collar and walking with his nice shoes. He ignored, he, he ignored the fact that Philly was built from blue collar. And if it wasn't for the blue collar, the white collar wouldn't even have the opportunity. Yeah, yet. So it goes hand in hand. The more the blue collar works hard and sacrifices, the more white collars come into the city. And that's why the blue collar is working hard. Total miss, man. Total. Miss. And
1: this isn't about so, this isn't about jersey design whatsoever. Like who? Because as much as we rip the jersey, it's not that bad, right? No,
0: it's going to have to grow on me. Like I said, it looked like the Denver Nuggets jerseys when I first saw them, and you know he could have tweaked the old ones a little bit, added the gold around it, and boom, there you have it. I mean, I I I'll be honest. I like the shorts. I thought the shorts were dope, and I thought the court was dope. The new, the the new design of the court. All those I, I like. The jersey it was just, it was just, a, it was flat. And this whole, th- it
1: was the whole thing. It's the Jersey, like who could really, as much as we rip the Jersey at the end of the day, his comments, that's not what it's about. It's about knowing your audience and any business worth its salt is going to do everything it can to keep its core audience happy with his comments. I think he's trying too hard to make everyone happy. And when you try to make everybody happy, you end up making no one happy.
0: Here's what Chris Tech should have said. We wanted to try something different going into the new, the new era. We hope everyone gets on board with it and continue to support our local team and uh, appreciate what we're trying to build in the city towards a NBA championship.
1: Bang. Yeah, you're right. And he's trying too hard to make non-basketball-minded people happy non-Sixers fans happy and say, like, what are you doing? I get you want to attract new fans. That's an awesome thing you're trying to do. But you got to keep your core fan base happy. Keep the people who've been supporting you all these years, all these years supporting a losing franchise overall, happy. Because they're the ones who've been supporting you. What are you doing?
0: Causing friction. Once again, another another person who missed the mark. But, fast forward, Nat, we got an apology. Chris Heck put out an apology. For those who haven't seen it, Nat has it. So Nat, what was the apology Well, we
1: were ripping him too much at the radio station, apparently. Both the on-air host and the callers who I was screening. So, Chris Heck, apparently, who listened in, said, I'm sorry for my comments. Uh, Clearly, I missed the mark. My intention was to highlight the incredible things happening here and showcase the pride we have for Philadelphia. I love this city and truly believe we have the best fans in sports. No other place comes close.
0: That should have been the first statement. That should have been the first statement, and we wouldn't be in this situation we are here now. So, we got Chris Heck causing a little turmoil, but, you know, if you want to keep it 100, let's talk about the jerseys. You know, let's talk about them because you really didn't get any fan impression on them. And to be honest with you, a lot of the jerseys across the league, they're not that great. Only a handful look pretty dope. So, we fell into a a basket of, meh, not so great. I like the Orlando Magic ones. They were cool, you know, but nothing really jumped out.
1: And he said something about going back to the Sixers' black jerseys, back to the Iverson days. That would have been a sellout right there. Well, you could have switched some things about the design of that. To make it seem retro, but not completely go back to that design in its entirety. Especially because he he specifically detailed some of the things about that jersey. The silk, like the silk fell on that. All you do is like change the silk and like maybe change like the six logo and make it say filler on there. That would have been pretty cool, I think. Make it seem like, yeah, have like a, a retro thing going on as opposed to like a complete carbon copy.
0: Listen, I'm looking right at. From where I'm at, my vision, I can see the the Sixers. I have a Sixers trash can, and I got the NBA 2001 NBA Finals banner, Eastern Conference Championship banner, okay? That banner, if some people actually pay close attention, during that run, that banner was ran on NBA commercials throughout the playoffs. Uh, we went to the first round. Uh, I think it was either Charlotte or Indiana one of the two no no Indiana's Indiana Milwaukee and Toronto Indiana uh they ran that banner they some uh, someone videotaped it we were sitting behind the basket it was like 10 of us and uh we came home and we're watching another NBA uh games and that ba- my banner was on there so I thought that was pretty cool but I'm looking at as I look at the banner you could eat in the trash can that's in, in my eyesight you could have changed, you could have left the, the, the ball swoosh underneath, and you could have changed, like you said, changed the Sixers to Filla, and instead of having the uh, Sixers or Phila sign gold, you could have made that red, blue, white, whatever, and the trim around it, instead of it being red, you could have made that gold to bring the gold in.
1: And that's how you would have made everyone happy. Keep the retro fans or the old school day the old school fans happy. You change enough of the things where you're personally satisfied as well, so that way you don't feel like it's a complete sellout.
0: Correct. And you could have put the you could have put the stars down the side if you wanted to. Or you could have highlighted the gold, red and black down the sides like you did around the waistbands of the shorts with the gold Liberty Bell. You know, you could have did that. And you could have changed the 76 logo like the seventy six logo is not bad. I like that the seven and the six. You could have put that in the corner, the the uh the jersey still, and put that on the you know the, the left side of the shorts, and bam, there you go. Like you said, you're bridging, you're bridging both both eras. You're bridging the old school era and the new school era, and you don't have to make any comment about it. You know, and, and not for nothing, you could have highlighted the city. You did Bowhouse Row. You could have did the city. The city skyline is beautiful multiple options
1: and i think i understand what he's going for here i think i do but with his comments it's just complete foot in mouth moment because he over elaborates on what he's trying to do that is the ultimate downfall of him i think because i think by doing that by over elaborating he's alienating too many people as opposed to bringing people in because at the end of the day, who are the people that are going to support your product, You know your core audience to begin with? And as much as he wants to strive away from old school blue collar mentality, well, guess what? Blue collar people, they still like the art. They like diversity.
0: They like restaurants. They like, they like, they like the Franklin Institute. They like going to different areas of the city, looking at the graffiti, looking at the local arts, the, looking at the paintings on the different buildings and different parks. Blue collar people love that. You know why? Because they built it. And That's you know why. what to me, like the Chris had definitely. comments to
1: me, when he when he mentions the blue collar thing, I think people like him who were in who are that high of a status to begin with, I think they just see blue collar people as a status and not a mentality. When really he's in Philadelphia. He should have blue collar mentality.
0: Yeah. I see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. But you know, hey man, listen, he he apologized. And it was a quick apology. It didn't set long. Everyone makes mistakes. So, at the end of the day, we already know six of fans are going to get behind the jerseys. I'm going to get one because it's an anniversary jersey. It's it's going to grow on me. Right now, the initial shock was meh, but it'll grow on me. I mean, but right, yes, Nat, It was this was more about his comments and less about the jersey. So, coming up on the show for you guys this week, we got to talk about rumorville is swirling that i mean it i mean it's out of control right now so we're gonna have to dive into that and shut some of this stuff down because real talk a lot of stuff doesn't make any sense and fans are only looking at the the outer of the bubble instead of digging deeper into the bubble so that's where i'm gonna come in with you and we're gonna dig into the bubble a little bit about this rumorville and try to give you a little logic and reason on why these trades don't make sense for your team. Also, the Eagles are back. So we're going to talk about the Eagles and Giants. We always touch that up on the, on the hype show at the uh, in the last hour. We're going to talk about our t-shirt sales, which is going well. And, uh, you know, you got another week or so to get on board. It's for a good cause. You know, raising some money to give to the uh, local food bank. And, uh, the more we raise, the more they give, and the more they give, the better we feel. If you can give, you give. If you can't, no bid. It's all good. And also, we got Q and A. That's my favorite part of the show. And how we looking on that, Nat?
1: Oh, we're looking really good this week,
0: man. I think we're going to be. I think we're going to be locked and loaded with that. Hey, yo, I'm your host, Big T. Will that's Nat Marlowe. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks.
3: What's up everybody, this Carmelo Anthony. Hope everyone is staying healthy during this time. You know, we should all be looking out for one another and staying calm and staying safe. I'm just trying to stay positive as much as possible. Continue to spend this great time with your loved ones. I think it gives us a lot of perspective. Call some of your friends and your family and let them know how much
4: you, you love them and how much you care about them. Practice compassion. We have to be kind and really practice a sense of community.
3: We're gonna get through this thing one way or another and the appreciation level for everything will be at an all-time high. We all miss fans and our teammates and basketball. This is only a virus that we can beat together. Um, Hopefully, we'll be seeing you guys soon and back on the floor. Say, see ya! We know that we're asking Americans to do a lot right
1: now. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others so that we can protect
3: those who are most susceptible to this virus.
2: A question I often get asked is, why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from
4: somebody. Social distancing is really physical separation of people.
1: It's what we refer to when we ask people to stay at least six feet apart.
4: Not going to bars, not going to restaurants, not going to theaters where there are a lot of people. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others who might actually be infected or infect you.
2: We all have a role to play in preventing person-to-person spread of this disease, which can be deadly for vulnerable groups. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. With coronavirus still spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you are over 65 or if you have any serious underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, or if your immune system is compromised for any reason. If you're at higher risk, wash your hands frequently with soap and water for 20 seconds. Avoid touching your face. Disinfect frequently touched objects. And wash up after being in public spaces. And when it comes to social situations, less is better. Stay six feet or two arm lengths away from other people. Better still, stay home if you can. If you're sick, please stay home and away from others. And if you think you've been exposed to the virus, call your healthcare provider before going to their office. In challenging times, the choices you make are critical. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. If you wanna
3: make something that truly reflects the city of Philadelphia, it better be great. It better stand the test of time better expect to work if you want the results. That's just how the city was built. And that's just how we're made. You see, here, greatness requires a push and a pull. A challenge, a goal, a chase, a pursuit. But when you get there, by day or night, you'll turn the curve into as great a city as you'll find anywhere. Where the stars light up the night. Reflecting icons. Rock the baby to sleep and Reflecting greatness.
2: Iverson has Jordan. No!
3: Reflecting the spirit of competition that's fueled us from the start. Built for the city. Built for the night battle.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back. Big T, Will Nat here, 34 Court Press. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to jump into something that's uh, definitely out there. These rumors. Talk about these rumors and these players.
1: Juicy, juicy rumors.
0: Man, listen. It's just putting people in a frenzy, and I don't know why. Well, I know why, but it just got to open your eyes a little bit. Got to wash them out. So, Nat what have you been seeing first off? And then I'll play off of what you got,
1: man. I've been seeing a lot of different stuff. So the big ones we've been hearing over at the radio station, obviously James Harden, we got Devin Booker talks going on, buddy heald has been a big name. That's been going on now. Russell Westbrook apparently wants out of Houston. There's a lot that's been going on lately, and of course, everyone's speculating about how do we get rid of Al Horford. You know, we have to trade for James Harden. Are we going to have to get rid of someone like Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel? Those are just some of the big rumors that have been going around lately.
0: Now, listen. Now, everything that you've been hearing on that end at at the station, everything is all is that's all what I'm talking about. That's all that hype. That's not necessary for some of this. I'm going to direct you to the hype where it's going to be real. Like, let's keep it 100. We 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 pretty much try to keep it as mainstream as possible to keep you focused on what is real and what's not. So, James Harden's situation potentially could be real. All right, it potentially can be real, and I had. My man, shout out to my man Pierre in North Carolina who listens to us, man. He's doing big things with his writing, you know. Check him out. Pierre B3. But uh, Pierre asked me uh, a few weeks back about the Harden thing, and him and I have been going back and forth. He said to me, you know, how how do you get Harden without giving up Ben and Joe? This is how you do it. You offer, you know, you do your, let's put it out there, you offer to Al Horford, You offer another player, maybe a Josh Richardson, all right? And you offer this year's first-round pick, and you offer, you know, future first-round or second-round picks that will help Houston rebuild off of losing a player like James Harden and maybe some cash consideration. You give them something. If you're going to take their main piece, you have to give them something to rebuild on Something that could stable them and their lineup now would be, and especially in the West, you give them the big man because they don't have a big man on that team, and you give them a solid defender. So this is where Daryl Morey creativity comes in, and that's not giving up Ben or Joe. You're going to definitely excel at the process because you're going to go back into that cupboard. So you're going to look at maybe another team or another option where – Daryl Morey is going to restock the cupboard as well.
1: And listen, this is where the process is going to make or break you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's how you do it. You don't have to have 15 guys in a trade or trade your best player away to uh, sustain someone like Hardy. Because if you go through the history of the NBA, big-name players, the other team who's offering for that big-name player usually lose out. They don't get anything big back. I mean, let's be real. Think about all the trades that all big-name players have been traded to other teams and other destinations. You didn't get nothing. Those teams didn't get nothing great back. They just got something that was matching the money or equal value to the money. That's all. Because they were going in a different direction. So, you know, you could get Harden. You could get Harden without giving up Ben and Joe. You just got to be creative.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to be really creative, you know, and Daryl Morey is a really creative, uh, well, former GM and now president of basketball operations. Like if you want creative, Daryl Morey is creative as you can get. So if anyone can pull it off, he can. I have the almost faith in him that he can pull something off with this. Now, is it 100% for certain he's going to do something? No, obviously not. If there's anyone you want to try pulling something like this off, you know, give it to Daryl Morey. Let him work his magic.
0: He's here. That's why he's here, to to fix the the situations we have. Uh, another hot hot button besides the Harden, and, and and let's be real, Harden's real. It possibly could happen. It possibly could happen. I'm not saying it would. I'm not saying that. It, I'm not speculating that it, it's guaranteed. I don't know. I just follow the tea leaves, and I think it's real. Another situation that's real is the Buddy Hill. I keep telling everyone, just keep an eye on that Buddy Hill situation. Buddy Hill is real. I I follow the tea leaves. <laughs> you know, I'll, that team is in shambles. Reports are coming out saying they're going to do a tank, a tank for the following year because the following year draft class is loaded. Sacramento team does not get along. It's a bad mix. And Buddy Hill don't even start; he sits on the bench. So you're paying that guy that kind of money to sit on the bench it is it is delusional. So they're going to need a little leadership, Horford. They're going to need something, you know, some toughness, Mike Scott. You know, you do something. And I'm not saying those are the names, so please don't don't say, oh, well, you know, T. Wilson. No, I'm just hypothetically. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out Like like, you guys throw out those ridiculous trades to see if they stick? I'm just putting that out. But, you know, real talk. You you know, the Buddy Heald situation is real. Yeah, you're not trying to be Nostradamus
1: with this thing. You know, you're, like, analyzing it in a way that could be possible for this Philadelphia Sixers team. And Buddy Heald, I think, would be a tremendous addition, especially if Sacramento is benching guy. I mean, look at him. 19.8 points a game. 3.1 assists a game. 3
0: points a game 3.813.
1: You know, those are good numbers right there. Buddy healed. you get him in a mix with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Th- th- this Sixers team can do great things with him. I think that'd be a great move by the Sixers.
0: It's a move that makes sense. That's why I say keep your eyes on it. You know, let's go down the line. Chris Paul, that's another. And, and, and I'm going to step over some things here and then cross up. But I'd rather have Chris Paul than Patty Mills. Because this Patty Mills thing is ridiculous. Okay? That's ridiculous. I'd rather have Chris Paul than Patty Mills. Yeah, I mean, granted, you're making the team older when you bring in someone to Chris Paul, but Chris Paul can still ball. He just showed us to us. Patty, Patty Mills just had his career year last year. Chris Paul seems like he has a career year every year. So I'd rather have CP3 on the floor next to Ben and Joe and Toby and Buddy Hill, if he's there, if not, no biggie, but over Patty Mills. Like, that's not moving my needle. At all. I don't you gotta look deeper than that. Why would you trade for Patty Mills and give why would why would you trade a, a guy like Jay Rich and Al Horford for Patty Mills? Like if you really want to get rid of a contract that bad, then you you're what you're doing is resetting your process because that don't work. Patty Mills does not get you to the championship. Chris Paul, Chris Paul gets you to the Easter Conference Final. Against Brooklyn to probably get you to the championship.
1: Exactly. Plus, with that, would would you even get past the first round again? I don't think you would.
0: Not with Patty Mills. No, I mean Patty Mills. He's a solid player. I'm not. I like Patty Mills. He's a solid player, but I'm not. I'm not giving up Jay Rich for Patty Mills. I'd rather roll the dice. I mean, no, I'm not doing it. And I, I don't want. I don't want. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. I don't want LaMarcus Aldridge. If Santos Antonio's breaking it up, they're going to have they have multiple places they can look at. The Sixers don't need to look that way, and the Spurs don't need to look our way. But, I mean, come on, man. Common sense. Pat, you're going to give up Jay Rich, who's younger, quicker, you know, a little bit bigger for Patty Mills? Like I don't know. If you do it, that's on you. But I don't see it happening. Like I said, I'd rather go for CP3. I'd rather go for Drew Holiday over Patty Mills. Ditto.
1: I'm with and you on that.
0: Holiday situation potentially could be real. That could be real. There's better better trade scenarios than Patty Mills. Another one I'll give you. Another point guard, Victor Oladipo. I don't know if it's true or not, but we'll I mean see. his name
1: is in the rumor mill, so I think it is a possibility. Low end of possibility, yes. But it's it, it's yeah, in there. I'd rather. I think it's more realistic than Patty Mills. Daryl Morey's not going to go after Patty Mills. He he's going to go after someone like an you know, Oladipo. He's going to go after someone like a Buddy Hield, a CP3, a James Harden. Those are the names he's going to go after. Not not Patty Mills. No.
0: No. And 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 let's be real, Pat, uh, Victor Oladipo. Uh, you know he's linked in Miami. He's linked in New York. You know he's linked to CP3 is linked in New York. He's got a. Uh, You know, he's got his old agent up there running the show, Leon Rose. And shout out – and actually, you know, shout out to Rose because he's got my – he's got a friend of me, friend of the fam, who's actually trying out for the Knicks right now. I'm not going to put his name out there, but, you know, I I wish him a lot of luck. I ran into his pop during uh, the uh, the election, and, uh, you know, he was telling me that, you know, the friend of the family was up there and trying out for the Knicks and hopefully getting on. And that's how he – because he knows Leon Rose. Leon Rose is a big player in South Jersey. Leon Rose is a big player in the tri-state area. So the Knicks are potentially building towards something good. They got the coach. They got the GM, who's run, the VP. So as long as – as long as what's-his-name stays out of the way, they should be okay. But CP3 is linked to that. He's linked to a couple teams. But you want to get the best value – for the situation you're in cuz let's keep it real the sixers need a point guard they do need a point guard ben's a point guard but he's but that like doc said he's not he don't play he, he don't play position basketball so you're going to need a point guard and you're going to need a two guard definitely need a two guard and you can't you can't cripple your bench you can't cripple your bench with all these trades and getting trading all your bench players for that one person you got to have some kind of logic and reason. You still got to fill an NBA roster. You still got to fill your bench. You still got to fill your starting five. It all has to make sense. And just because your are you're, uh, whatever machine you're using on on the internet that's their success, and you got eight players on the Sixers going to on one team and only two players coming back, you still got six other players to get for your bench. Make it make sense. If you're going to go after uh, a point guard, go after CP3. Go after the beard. Go after Drew Holiday. You don't go second level, third level. No disrespect, Patty Mills or Oladipo. And I, and Maury wasn't brought here to do that. He wasn't. So, Rumorville swirling.
1: And we're expecting big moves here from if the it, Sixers with Daryl Morey. It might not happen right away, but you know what's going to happen. He's not a guy... That's going to make a small-time move for the sake of making a small-time move. And same thing with making a big-time move for the sake of making a big-time move. If he's making any type of move, it is going to be with a distinct purpose. Even if it ends up being the wrong decision, there's going to be some sort of purpose behind it.
0: Right. He's not going to make a move just to make a move. i.e. And I think if you make a Patty Mills move, that's what you're doing you're making a move just to make a move and you're going to need a third team involved and they that never no. works out never works out so as that's going on you know now russell westbrook gets mentioned russell westbrook wants to be ball dominant on the court russell westbrook does not fit next to ben simmons russell westbrook may fit next to Joel Embiid, but not why ben no. simmons is here so that's out of the question that's not happening
1: and he tried that with James Harden so too. Talk- like those two couldn't win together. Like Daryl Morey tried doing the same thing, and I don't think he's going to make the same mistake twice.
0: It's not happening. Okay, gotta look elsewhere. Gotta be creative, and that's why Daryl Morey's here. I did see, I did see something about Aaron Gordon. I'm looking at my notes here, and I don't want to go back into it too much into it, but. Back when the process was in the heart, when we were in the heart of the process, the Sixers had some interest in Aaron Gordon in Brett Brown's offense because he could get up and down the court. He was a leaper and solid rebounder and could shoot the so three. So do you think – That's kind of what you, kind of what you wanted it, that, to fit in those pieces in 2015, 16, 16, 17. Now Aaron Gordon is off being talked about again. Same thing. He's a better—he's a better three-point shooter than what you think. He's uh, solid on defense. He can get up and down the court. He has length, something that you know you looked at Tobias Harris giving you. They're kind of—I I, guess—they're similar, but Aaron Gordon does amazing things in the open court with his dunks. So you know, I—I I wouldn't mind it. I think he'd be a solid pick, but it's not an A-plus pick. You see what I'm saying? So do you think at? that
1: Daryl Morey could make a move for him right now, or like where where do you see him moving forward with a
0: move like this at all? If he were going to make a move for Aaron Gordon, it would be on the B level. He's going to go get his A-level guy first. You get You establish your A guy first, and then once you establish your A guy, then you go to the Bs and Cs. But if he's still there and they're still shopping on there, he's still interest, then, yeah, i take a look at him. Same with Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a sniper. We don't know what's going on up there in Brooklyn. That's your B guy. That's your B guy after you get your A guy. You look at people like Joe Harris, open the court. This team is going to look different. In the next couple of weeks, mark my words, it's going to look different. Be prepared.
1: If I could ask you what your ultimate Sixers team would be, It's certainly within the realm of possibility, like, like if, we, if we can't, let's try to avoid impossible trades or anything like that. But your ultimate Sixers roster, if you're Daryl Morey, how are you constructing it? Like your starting roster and your bench. Who are your A guys? Who are your B guys?
0: Um, I'm I'm rocking with CP3, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Buddy Hill, and Tobias. That's an amazing Hacks. lineup. That's my that that's what I, I like, would like that a lot. And off my bench, I still have Matisse. I still had. Uh, I won't. I probably won't have Shake. So I have Matisse. You still got Mike Scott potentially. You have Corkmaz. You have um, Shylock. Don't have Bolden. I don't see John Bolden still here. And you have the guy that I can never think of, Nat, that gets up and down on the court. Novel blocking shots. Novel Pell. <laughs> I don't know why I can't keep commit his name to memory. So even right there, your bench is weak. Even right there, your bench is weak. So I have to get some pieces back for the bench. I need a big, and there's a big in Sacramento that could be tagged along with Buddy Hill. Remember, Nat, mm-hmm. I sent that to you. So there's a, there's a potential there. And there's a potential, another... Uh, backup wing that could come over with the CP3 trade, so that makes sense because I'm building, I'm still trying to fill my bench out. I still got to fill my bench out. I think Shylock's going to surprise people, I really do. And if he don't, and he's a dud, we've had plenty of them here in Philly, so he just he'd be falling under the the we'd be used to it by now, no worries, (laughs) exactly. But I'd like to get behind that kid, I'd like to see him. Do something, and I and you know how I feel about Matisse, man. Like I, I don't want to see him get rid of Matisse. It might happen too, and I might have to come to grips with it. But right now, I don't want to. I like I like Matisse's mentality, and I think he can grow into that three and D guy. So, but yeah, that's what I see, Matt. So that's Rumorville, man. That's Rumorville. Draft is coming up soon. You know, I don't think the Sixers are going to draft where they're at, twenty one. I think that's going to be going. You agree? Disagree? Um, I have no
1: idea. To me, it's a coin toss. Like I, I don't. I, I'm not putting my money on either decision because I can see situations where Daryl Morey would want to wait, but I also see situations where Daryl Morey and Elton Brand. I can see them potentially trading up or even trading down, depending on what they can get if they do either or. So, to me, anything is possible with them. And I think that's the best possible thing or the best possible aura they have surrounding them, just being unpredictable. I don't want predictable 76ers. Yeah. I don't want, like, Brett Brown predictability. You know what I mean? I don't want a, I don't want bland moves going on. I <laughs> want this aura of unpredictability. And I made up that ugly word right there. You
0: want the wow factor. You want the wow factor. Because let's be honest, when they made the trade for... To Harris, everyone thought that was a wild factor. Has it turned out to be? But at, at the, the time, time, it was because of Jimmy Butler. When so made-
1: there was there was that, and I mean, Correct. I think they were he hoping got, on Butler got, would be around here for a long time. I wanted Butler here for a long. Time. I still want Butler here.
0: Jimmy would fit in great right now,
2: but yeah, you know, if the past is, is the past, is. and you know
1: I can't harp uh, but- on that. We got to move forward. We have to move forward here. I said the host told me this the other day. Sure. Uh, remember when is the lowest form of conversation and we have to move forward we absolutely must move forward here and the nba should be on notice elton brand and daryl morey they are not playing the 76ers are not playing brett brown's no longer here you are on notice
0: Something, nba it's gonna something's gonna happen i compare the, the six-year situation right now to the to the brooklyn nets because it's unknown you know, is unknown. Remember a Luchowski. couple months ago we were talking about so. how the
1: Brooklyn Nets are going to be a huge threat in the East, and especially to the Seventy Sixers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, who knows? Depending on here. some of the moves that the Sixers might make, maybe they can be more threatening than the Brooklyn Nets. Who knows? Only time will tell.
0: That's right, and we and we're running out of time. So Daryl Morey, hurry the hell up, so we know what. The hey, hell make, some smart, hey with. make some smart. Hey, make
1: some smart moves play devil's advocate. Make some smart moves here. Don't make a move for the sake of making a move. I and I know Daryl Morey's going to do this anyway, but it's going to be so calculated. It's going to be end up being a good move no matter yeah. what.
0: Yeah. So you know, follow the tea leaves, everybody. You know, don't don't just don't just jump on the first tweet, Instagram post. Any anything you see like that, oh, don't, don't you know, jump on it because it, it doesn't make logical sense. Make it make sense. I don't mind having fun with it, but if it don't make sense, I don't want to have fun with it. It's just because it's irrelevant. So, all right, man. Listen, that was Rumorville. I think we tackled that enough for the for uh, this episode. So, coming up. We got Q&A, my favorite part. Nat's drinking on something. I'm drinking on something, we'll let you know. And we're gonna talk about our, what we're doing for Thanksgiving and our pieces. Yo, this is Big T, Will, that's Nat Marlow. It's fully full court press. We'll be back after this quick commercial breaks. We know that we're asking
1: Americans to do a lot right now. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for
3: others so that we can protect those who are most susceptible to this virus.
2: A question I often get asked is, why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from somebody.
4: Social distancing is really physical separation of people.
1: It's what we refer to when we ask people to stay at least six feet apart.
4: Not going to bars, not going to restaurants, not going to theaters where there are a lot of people. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others who might actually be infected or infect you.
2: We all have a role to play in preventing person-to-person spread of this disease, which can be deadly for vulnerable groups. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov.
4: Should there be an NFL season?
2: I think there should be an NBA season. I don't know I can say that there should be an NFL season. No one in the medical profession has come to us with a definitive date that things return.
3: We are going to have to learn to live with COVID-19 before we ever get a chance to live with...
1: Hey, Vitos. hey, yo, one, two, three.
3: Hold
4: on. Got hey, steak, steak. it. steak. Coming off!
1: Coming off! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, we got burgers. You hey, want some burger? What does he want? A burger. We got the cheesesteak. Get the cheesesteak. Yeah yeah, awesome. cheese yeah, yeah, yeah. Both sure. Forget on. about it. Drop the phone. What, what? do you want? Cheesesteak or you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger. Hey, Pop. He wants a cheesesteak and a burger. In one buck. What does he want? We do that? We don't do that.
0: Well, we don't. We, do
3: we, we don't do that. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Mm.
4: Win. Win. What are we waiting for?
3: You know what you gotta do.
4: Do it. Hey, your fear was about
3: to happen on this field, man. Right? they ain't gonna get it to us. We got to take it. They're gonna black out. We don't get one. That's
0: how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. it, it, it. Oh man, strap on your seatbelt. We're coming out of the bye week. Roller coaster season. I saw it coming. And we're here. You struggled. You struggled to beat them last time. Looked like someone sniped uh, their quarterback. And if it wasn't for McLeod's scoop and score, we'd be in some serious issues. Was that McLeod, right? Was that that against the Cowboys?
1: That was against the Cowboys. But that Brandon Graham strip sack, holy cow.
0: Yes, the Brandon Graham strip sack. So, basically, defense had to step up late in both games. Yeah. Please, P, please get it together. Please get it together, man.
1: Because I was telling Tyler this the other day. Like, the one thing I need to see from this Eagles team is more consistency on the offense. It's like, how is it you're able to put up, like, 30-some points against the Steelers, who are still undefeated, by the way, almost 30 points against the Baltimore Ravens, But within your own division, it was pretty much the worst division in NFL football history, you can't put up 25 points against the Giants. You can't put up 25 points against the Dallas Cowboys, who were on pace to give up the most points in NFL history since the 1966 New York Giants. Like, what is going on?
0: Man, I don't know. (laughs) Come on. Come on, Birds. Let's go get that dub. I got them down as a dub. They're going to take care of the Giants.
1: Man, they need it, man. They need a strong second half to the season. No more no more roller coasters. Sh-. I can handle a couple losses <laughs> here and there. But Eagles, step up here. Get like three wins out of this, man. That's probably all you need because your division's so terrible to begin with. Don't make us struggle. Don't make us wait. Clinch the division now.
0: It's going to come down to that Cleveland-Browns game. Watch. let going to come tie. down to the Browns game. Or the yeah. Eagles tie. Yeah, it's going one it's one of the two gonna play effect. So come on birds, we behind y'all. Let's go get that dug. Hey, real quick before we uh jump into something, the uh Sixers uh don't anticipate to having fans next month. I saw the Lakers said they weren't having fans. I was kinda of waiting for the report out to see if the Sixers were gonna do it. So, you know, with the start of the twenty twenty one NBA season coming up next month. Philadelphia Center Sixers report reportedly expect to have an empty arena, which is good. Keep everyone safe. COVID is running rapid right now. Everyone's on pins and needles. Here we go again. Yada yada yada. But guess what? They told us back in the spring this was gonna happen. And it's happening. Yeah, really? Nat they told us. They told, and when I say they, the smart people. Pre-election, they told us this was going to happen, and it's happening. Now, post-election, it's still here. And
1: you can pretty much see this coming because with this particular virus, the virus pretty much instantly dies in sunlight. What did we see over the summer? Fewer cases. You know, warmer weather. You know, a lot more people spending time outside. You know, the virus. No, I'm not
0: not buying that. I'm not buying that because there was hot spots in the – in different areas of the country, because, because of people the, were being the, stupid in Florida, because of the, so the, Florida. the situation we were in. Yeah, Florida, Texas, Arizona, California, you know, North and South Dakota, even here in, in Jersey, PA, as well. You know, cases went up and down. It's, it's the fact that I don't want to get too too much in detail with this, but it's the fact that it's here, and we have to do what's right to get to where we want to be. That's all. So the Sixers are doing the right thing, not having fans in the arena next month. And I think that's going to be a hopefully clear cross the board for the um, NBA season. So want to put that out there for all you season ticket holders, as well as myself that next month, we're not going in there, but I'm not going in that Petri dish at all. So I don't care if they come January, February, they letting fans in no, not me. No, 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 no. I'm going to bob and weave this thing as long as possible. So, Nat, got some exciting news. So, Nat and I la- launched a little, little fundraiser for uh, selling sweatshirts and T-shirts, long sleeve tees. And, you know, I want to shout out uh, some of our listeners who, who've already purchased and their orders being processed. Shout out to Melissa. Shout out to Joe. No last names needed. Shout out to to Matt. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Karate Mark. Shout out to uh, Mike from Delray. Uh, shout out to you, Nat. Shout out to myself because we we purchased as well. Uh, you know, there's just a few handful of people. Shout out to uh oh, shout out to Allison. Let me tell you something about Allison. Allison donated and didn't even purchase. She donated for the cause because she said it's a good thing we're doing. So hit that applause button. She didn't even get the shirt. She just donated. And if you guys want to do that, you can do that. If you want to donate, you can donate. But, uh, you know, she, that was, that was big up for her, So I'm going to definitely shout her out on that. You know, she may or may not hear because she's such a busy person. But uh, yeah. So, you know, that was just a quick list that I have right here. Uh, all you guys and all the people who are going to, going forward, that are going to be helping out for the cause. You know, we truly appreciate it. And, we want to continue to strive because the more we get, the more we can give. So, Tisha, and, and not for nothing, Nat—they look pretty dope, don't they? They
1: really do, especially my favorites—the black hoodie. I the second I saw that, I need—I said I need to get that. And you know, who knows? Some of y'all listening, like some of y'all, my friends who are Sixers fans—you know—expects maybe Santa will get put some in your little stocking. We'll see.
0: Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I want all, all the people who, who put their order in early since they might you know uh, breaking news here you're probably going to be receiving it before shipment date shipment dates the twenty third uh you're probably be receiving it before shipment date I want everyone to post it up post it up let let everyone see what they what you got you know let's 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 retweet it tag it and uh when people see that they got something pretty cool then others might get on it get on board. So, but remember it's only a two week sale. Cause you gotta get them turkeys out. You need turkeys gotta take a day or two to fall out. You don't want nothing to happen with, with the bird on the table. Definitely don't want nothing happening like uh the Griswold Christmas when my <laughs> man cuts a turkey. We don't want nothing like that to happen. So get your purchase on, man. Thank you for the good calls. Thank you for the support and but let, let's uh let's do something special, something nice.
1: Exactly. And The more, the merrier. But, you know, special shout out to all of our loyal listeners who are tuning in right now. Anyone and everyone who's bought you know, a hoodie or a shirt so far. Thank you so much for not only supporting us by buying our merch, but, you know, supporting for a good cause. So we cannot thank you enough for helping us do some good. You know, you guys are the real MVPs. And for those of you who are going to buy something, you guys are awesome, too you know, thank you to everyone who's bought anything for us to make a tremendous impact this holiday season. It's, you know, it means the world to us. It's going to mean the world to the families that we are helping. You know, this is 2020 has been a rough year for all of us. So despite that, as long as we can do do some good in the world and actually make an impact and not just talking about it, this is what the holiday season is all about.
0: That's right. That's right. Helping, hand, helping in need. So, uh, we're gonna, and, uh, Lost my train of thought there, my brother. You had me all choked up. So uh, yeah, so we'll we'll give. Uh, we should have like a final calculation in detail of everything uh, coming up next week, and uh, we'll reveal that and where we where we stood and where what our goal was, what how we did, and how everyone made this uh, successful. And uh, hopefully, going forward, we can do something else.
1: Shout out to our friend of the show, who's also. A guest on the show on uh, at one point, Karate Mark. You know, karate Mark, tremendous dude. I finally actually got to meet him in person the other day, you know. So I love Steve Stakes. You know, yes, whenever we, I work at the
0: Yes, we know you love Steve Stakes. <laughs>
1: like whenever that's my go to spot because occasionally I work at the I'm a merchandiser at Acme. That's my side job. So occasionally whenever I work at the the Red Line in Bustleton Acme, Steve Stakes is right there. So after work, I'll pop by, I'll, I'll go over there, like, grab a cheesesteak on the go, and I posted about it at Karate Mars like, yo, dude, I live right there, like, let's meet up someone, like, okay, sweet. So we finally actually got to meet in person, and, like, awesome, like, awesome dude, like, such a blessing to actually meet him in person, like, such a blessing to actually, like, getting to eat with him, like, we were, like, enjoying our meals outside and everything socially distanced, like, nothing too crazy, anything like that, and... Like, a special spotlight on him doing good. Like, not just this Thanksgiving and holiday season, but all year round. Him and his wife own and operate a karate school. And what he does on Wednesday nights is that he teaches a martial arts class specifically designed for people with special needs. And the way he describes it, like, he gets the utmost joy out of it. Like, the smile you see on his face whenever he describes it. It, it's something that brings a smile to my face
0: it's heartwarming it, it's exactly. heartwarming it's heartwarming because he KM, and i talk a lot and you know it's something that he always wanted to achieve and the goal of his passion with what he does in the city and for kids is amazing he does something all the time he's always doing something but for that particular part for doing something for special needs as well is big times for him man so hit that applause button <sighs> You know, I always like to spotlight, you know, things that KM does because KM's always doing something, you know, major. So, yeah, definitely friend of the show. We've had him on. might have him on again. Got much love for KM. Me and KM, uh, I've known each other for a couple of years now, and uh, he's all heart, man, all heart with that guy. So, but yeah, man, that's cool that you got to meet up with him with with, uh, sharing some steaks. You know, make sure you were socially distancing. Had your mask around your chin while you ate and cheese running down your hand and stuff. I can see it happening. So, that nah. Rumorville, I think we squashed that, hopefully. Sixers edition shirts, eh, let it grow on us. Not anticipating fans next month for the start of the season, which is good. Keep everyone safe. My man Chris Hack, step on up, use the next contestant on front office, associations of jokes and, and gifts, and uh, I actually appreciate Chris uh, having a quick apology. So, we can move on. Eagles, y'all know what to do. Period. Q&A. My man Nat has a, a locked and loaded with questions, and I see if I can answer them for you, and if I can't, I try to get back to you. Hey, yo, Nat, what you got?
1: Alright, sinking into our mailbox here. Our first one comes from John. Who do you like at a mid-level exception for this upcoming season?
0: I honestly don't know because I don't know who's ready for it. I don't know who's who's up for mid-level exceptions. You'd have to give me a little bit more. Um, I actually didn't even look into the mid-levels because I've been so focused on getting our A guy and then our B guy. Mid-level is going to fill out our bench, though. So I'll look into that and get back to you on that one. Go ahead, Nat. What else you got? This next one comes from Eagle V.
1: I'm not trading Ben or Joel for Harden i give them anybody else on the roster. How about two first unprotected and maybe the right to swap first in
0: 2023 or 2024? That's smart. That's smart That's smart thinking right there. That's someone thinking outside the box. That's a, that's a fan that's looking beyond the surface. You know, you don't want to give up two guys that won 65% of their games when they play together. You know, two two all-stars. Not many teams get two all stars during you know during the NBA All Star Game. The Sixers last couple of years had Ben and Joe, so why would you want to? You know, they're still growing into their their potential, I should say. And now they have a new voice. They got a real coach. They got a real coach that's going to coach them up and hopefully make them turn them from superstars to all star tar- Turn them from all stars to superstars. That's what I was trying to say. So we'll see. We got All-Stars. We need Superstars. They're not Superstars yet, but they're they're on their way. What else, Nat? All right. We kind of
1: touched on this a little earlier, but this one comes from Sean. What are you hearing about fans? The fact that the Sixers sent an email saying they ain't taking our money this month isn't a good sign.
0: Right. And just drop that nugget for you. Uh, don't anticipate the Sixers having any uh, fans in the arena next month so uh, we definitely did touch that. Last I was told that the same thing they were going to take payments they were inspected they're, they're anticipating fans yada 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 and then I got the email saying the same thing we're not taking any payments they shouldn't take any payments I mean let's be real. You're right You, you, should be, you shouldn't be you shouldn't even be sending us fans that, that you're taking payments or not taking payments during the situation right now.
1: Nah you should take that new Philadelphia money
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, facts. That's who
1: you're trying to appeal to.
0: Facts. Go get that new fit, that new fill of money. My blue collar money will sit right here with me till cold and sober. You know what I'm saying? What else you got, Nat?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this one. Oh my goodness! This one comes from Designer Shop 63. Now that Maury is hired by the 76ers, does this mean Ben Simmons is on the trading block since he can't shoot?
0: <laughs> who knows? He might be. I don't think so. Some people do. I don't think so. I don't think that, that robs Doc, to be honest with you. That robs Doc the opportunity to see what he can actually do and what he has. So I'm gonna say no, it doesn't. Then then score and let's be honest. I don't really care if he can't shoot. I'll be real with you. I want him to increase his foul shooting because if he's better at the foul line. He can potentially be a nightmare going to the basket, putting teams in foul trouble. Go to the basket strong, get the and one, or get the foul, go to the line and make your foul shot. He'd be a nightmare. He'd be a problem. You could sag off of him all you want. Guess what? I'm going to drive it right to the rim. That's what I want. Then, work on your foul shooting. Work on your foul shooting. The jumper will... I know you can shoot. I've seen the videos. I don't care. I want you to work on something that's more important that's going to help the Sixers down the stretch instead of uh, turning the ball over the last three minutes in the fourth quarter and you're only up six to stretch the lead to eight. And if the team comes back down and misses, and then you go back to the rim, and then you knock down another pair, you just stretch the lead to 10 with two minutes left. Thoughtful basketball. What else you got, Nat?
1: From Jared Slash, COVID is Thanos. With the season starting next month, do you think it will negatively impact this new team who hasn't had enough time to learn this new system?
0: Yes, and it's going to also impact every other team in the NBA who makes changes to their roster and coaching changes and their system. So we're not the only ones. What else you got, Nat?
1: From Jeffrey, what do you think of the Sixers taking Tyrell Terry or Tyrese Maxey at 21 in the draft this season. I think they're perfect fits and will give their bench something they desperately need. What do you think?
0: I like the maxi pick, but I'll be real with you. I don't think the Sixers are going to be drafting at 21. Come drafting, I don't think they're going to be drafting at 21. If they do, uh, I wouldn't mind that. What else you got, Nat?
1: From TK, he asked, how are you? I'm (laughs) alright. He also asked, with the transaction window looking like it will open three days before the draft. Do you expect any movement from Daryl Morey and company?
0: Yes. Morey was brought here to shake things up. So, as, as I said before, we got a lot of cement on our starting five on the court. We got to loosen that cement up. Get up and down the court, transition, play some defense. Blue collar stuff. What we're built on. Defense mentality. Blue collar stuff.
1: Yeah, not this new Philadelphia stuff. Outwork you.
0: That's what we're going to do. Blue collar
1: is new Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, facts. What else you got?
1: From Marty. Have you been given any indication on what type of access the press will have to players and teams this season? Are you going to try to make your way down to the practice facility?
0: Nope. I'm not going nowhere near that stuff. I'd leave that all to the... To uh, all, all our local writers and and uh, local supporters and, and TV guys and radio host guys, they can go down there and try to catch COVID. I'm not, but more likely, I, I think leave. But real talk, I think uh, everything's going to be zoom in and and simulcast. I don't think uh, anyone's going to be going down there, so. Could be wrong, but that's my initial reaction. What else you got, Nat?
1: Steve is wondering: Has anything been said regarding Ben's position? Will they leave him at the four, or move him back to the one? How's he being forced to shoot?
0: No one has said anything, and we're we're in the in the in the uh, wondering stage, just like you. So that's why I said. Yeah, Mori, hurry up. Put this together so we can see what we got and what questions we got to answer. Our boy, uh, Ruin Today, just replied to something.
1: Ruin Today is wondering, what are you guys drinking tonight? I say whiskey's the way to go, but my actual question for the show is, does Ben have a couple shots of alcohol before each game?
0: <laughs> I highly... <laughs> I highly doubt it, and you know what the way he turned the way he the way uh he is with his questions i ho- ho- I'll put it like this hopefully he has some shots during the game because i swear I think that's uh, if i'm reading you correctly hopefully he has some shots during the game or would you agree that hopefully yeah I'd hopefully take hopefully <laughs> hopefully ben has some shots during the game and we're not talking about alcohol.
1: Do what I did, Ben Simmons. If you're, if for whatever reason you listen to this podcast, do what I did when I was a former actor. Take a shot before the show, like a shot of whiskey or whatever your favorite type of alcohol is. Then go out to the court, and then you'll be loosened up enough to take that three pointer. Simple as <laughs> <a fly>, right?
0: <laughs> oh man, yo man, if you guys want to get your questions into us, hit us up at Full Court Press seventy six. That's P H U L L presf 7 6 And, uh, you know, we'll definitely get them on the show if we can. If not, we'll get them on, as uh, we say, on the next episode. Hey, Nat, man. Final thoughts. Final
1: thoughts. Uh, the Sixers jerseys,
0: if I actually
1: see them uh, playing it, you know, I'll say the same thing about the Flyers jerseys. Like, I didn't like the Stadium Series ones at first. Then I actually saw them play in person in them. And they looked freaking great. The Sixers jerseys. You know, it might grow on me. I actually see them playing them. You know, I might actually grow to like it. It's not that bad. But Chris Heck, poor choice of words, but you apologized. You know, we can forgive, right?
0: Yeah, that's what blue-collar people do.
1: Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, we touched on it. You know, we had to talk about it. And, you know, he apologized, and, you know, we're able to move on from it now. We had to process this whole thing. No pun intended there. I, I mean it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's all about moving forward from here. And, you know, we have a great organization. You know, we have Elton Brand, we have Daryl Morey, we have co- a tremendous coach in Doc Rivers, and, you know, we have two stars in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, you know. Let's see if we can add out third, man. I need more than just Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson. Let's get another legitimate star in here, and this team can do great things.
0: Yes, sir, man. As I'm sitting here looking at a picture I got of uh, Dr. J holding the uh, NBA trophy, 1983, and it's sitting right next to uh, A.I., uh, two bobbleheads uh, I'm looking at the the outside boxes. Sixers are a blue collar team. They're a blue, blue, blue collar city, blue collar mentality. So let's never lose focus about that. And don't forget where you come from. One thing, one quick shout out to my man, Daryl. I know you're going to have your pop, your pop parts ready when you listen to this episode. And I don't want you beating me up saying I didn't shout you out with the group. So Daryl be on me. But um, yeah. So final thoughts for myself. We just got through a painful, painful, painful election week. This was brutal. It's going to take a long time for us to come together and heal. But as a person said, if you reach out to one person and be nice to them each day and you reach out to a different person each day, that's how you're going to spread it. So let's try to spread that by reaching out to you know a different individual each day and being nice and kind. Because as the elected president said, you know, we got to tamper down. Everything's got tampered down a little bit. It's too hot. Racism is high. It's very high. Challenges, expectations, needs, everything is high. And we got to take it one step at a time. First thing first, get this coronavirus under control. Get that under control. Vaccines aren't a cure or a precaution. You know, it's a start. Do what you got to do, man. Do what you gotta do. Protect yourself. Protect your family. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I could say this with 100 percent confidence that someone who's listening to our show has known someone who's come across or has had coronavirus, or even themselves have had it. And it's nothing to play with. Thankfully, if you know that person and then they survive and are okay, then you know that's a good thing. They didn't. They had. They didn't get the. The symptoms as bad as the other 300,000 people who've lost their lives are not going to be around the Thanksgiving table. So, hey, man, listen, be kind, be thankful. It's the season of giving. Love your neighbors as as you want to be loved. I'm your host, Big T. Will. That's my man, the producer, Sean, there, Nat Marlowe. This is Philly Four Court Press. Yo, man, check us out next week. We got another jam-packed episode for you. Peace.